I now that I think about it, I think they've had that technology, the crawl to kind of to kind of you know for a pretty good long while. So maybe that maybe I did have that. And then at some point, Stephen, the 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 great joke occurred with uh, like Michael Irvin. Somehow he was the one, uh, <laughs> that, you know, that uh, would. Um, would would give the school closings like we're closed or whatever. I don't know how that became such a great joke, but it became a thing on Twitter where Michael Irvin, the Cowboys uh, Hall of Famer, was the one giving out all the closings. Yes, like, in his in his enthusiastic voice that only he can do. It was it was pretty funny. It's a pretty funny bit. I like that. I like that. And uh I'm just um here we go, Stephen. I'm getting updates as we speak. Now you get them via text. I'm told this morning my daughter's school word went out at 5:45, 5:45 and uh, so so then, you know, my wife had to. Because Stephen, do you feel like I was pretty t- tuned into things at 5:45? <laughs> you were just going to bed. You were, you were just <laughs> I had retiring for the night. I had I had tried to go to bed at about 3.45, so I had been asleep for about two hours, I think. And uh, my wife went up there and uh, and was able to kind of, you know, the problem is, Stephen, like somehow my daughter's alarm clock is tied to Alexa. So you can't like, you can't just go up there and do it yourself. My daughter had to wake up and like tell Alexa to redo her alarm clock. So, man, man, I'm getting new, Stephen. Physical therapy for me, still on. All right, got a good text. Here we go. Just letting you know that we are open and seeing patients despite the cold weather. We plan to see you at 3 p.m. today. All right, Stephen, my physical therapy for my broken neck will continue. Will continue. I love this. I like all of this good stuff. And of course, Stephen, we are uh, we're proud to tell everyone we're starting the show today with a uh, Hall of Famer. It is Kim Mulkey, Baylor's Hall of Fame coach, returning to the Matt Mosley show with uh, Stephen Simcox. There are no snow days for Kim Mulkey. Um, Kim, are you uh, this Arctic blast that has hit Central Texas? How are you doing? How are you coping with this? Well, I'm driving, actually, so let's hope I get home safely. I um, was glad we got in last night. We got to the airport. Of course, we charter to conference games mostly, and uh, when we got to the airport last night, the pilot didn't know if he would be able to bring us back to Waco because the ceiling was uh, too low or whatever. But anyway, make a long story short, we had a bus waiting for us in Colleen if he couldn't get into Waco, and mm. he was able to get into Waco, so um, we had to cancel the bus when we landed. But we're here, and this is terrible weather, and um, I um, I don't know that I've ever seen this much ice in Waco, Texas. Yeah, well, be careful out there. I was hoping you could uh, – this is a rare – off day for the Lady Bears, but I know you do not take a lot of days off, especially during the season. So be careful if uh, out there on the roads and if there's any point you need to pull off or anything like that, you just tell us because we have to keep the Lady Bears coach. we got to keep you safe and sound. And speaking of safe and sound, we were all obviously uh, our senses were heightened because of that previous injury to Dee Dee Richards and um, – Last night, uh, everybody held their collective breath uh, when when Dee Dee went down in that game. She had a really nice game going. And uh, can you give us an update? I know last night we were kind of trying to figure out, okay, is she in concussion protocol? What what exactly is going on? Uh, Kim, now that you've had a little time to let her visit with doctors and athletic trainers, how, how are things going with Dee Dee? Well, it was a very um, scary fall, and yeah. uh, my immediate reaction was uh, not this kid again. She just came through such a horrible accident prior to the season starting with the paralysis temporarily, and I said, you know, and I got out there with the trainer, and he was talking to her, and, um, you know, when I left the court, she was walking and talking, and there were, you know, just 
good vibes. And um, I'm thinking at that moment in my head that the worst it could be is concussion. But she passed the concussion test, got in the locker room, and uh, she was back on the bench in the fourth quarter. And um, so I'm sure she's sore. Uh, she, she just looked just, it was just a terrible looking fall. And, uh, but you could have heard a pin drop in that arena. I think everybody appreciates D.D. Richard's story on coming back from that horrible injury early before the season started and to watch her fall like that again, it was just, it was scary. Have you had a chance to make, you know, uh, sometimes with those kinds of injuries, Kim, the, the, you don't get the headaches, and you just got to kind of watch those things on a daily basis. Any uh, communication with Dee or your uh, medical staff today to make sure she's f- still feeling pretty good today? Well, sure, absolutely. And she says she's good, and she sat in front of me on the charter coming back. And um, we're, we are actually off today. We have to give them one day off a week, and mm-hmm. next week we've got three games in, what, seven days, so we don't have to. But um, checked with her this morning through a text, and she had a good night. And uh, I haven't because, ironically, ice storm or not, we have to COVID test today at 12 noon, so they were all doing their COVID tests. Oh, is that right? Talking to Kim Mulkey, Baylor's uh, legendary basketball coach, you've got to, uh, even even with the ice, even if the school is called off, you all have got to show up for your COVID test, or the, at least the girls do, the uh, your, your your young women do, at uh, at noon. Is that right? Yes, we do it, a uh, PCR test in the uh, concourse of the Farrell Center, and um, they were scheduled to do it at noon, and um, as far as I know, because I've had COVID, I don't have to do it for mm-hmm. 90-something days, but um, checking with the coaches, they all were still scheduled to do it at noon. Okay, all right, so hopefully, and, and I, I, I know you always wait with bated breath to make sure uh, everybody comes out okay in that. Kim, having already pressed pause at uh, once this season, and uh, going through what you went through, where do you feel like the team's in a really good place? I know it's, you got to keep your fingers crossed and knock on wood before you say anything here. But uh, where do you feel like you are protocol-wise? And just, I, I, again, I'm not asking you to say how many people have had it in your program. I'm just kind of trying to get a general sense of how you feel for this stretch run now about the team. Do, are you... Are you pretty optimistic uh, as far as how everything's gone so far? I don't think there is a dominant team in women's basketball this year. If you've Mm. watched any of it, uh, people are losing that you wouldn't think would lose, losing on their home courts. I think uh, it's going to be a case of who's playing the best basketball, which is the case every year, but add to the fact that who's the healthiest, who can stay away from COVID, and who has the most experience. And that'll be the team that wins the national championship. Uh, we are, um, you know, as nervous as any program every time, you know, a new week, a new test is, it comes around because we have not had everybody in our program, you know, that's had COVID. In fact, we've had probably a third of our team and that's it. And only two coaches. So, um, it, it makes you scared because, you can get to the NCAA playoffs. You could get to the conference tournament. And, guys, it affects you. Uh, you know, if we can stay away from it um, and continue to practice and continue to play, we, as you've seen, we get better. Uh, we, have, we don't have a veteran team where we can just roll the ball out there and play. We have to practice. We have to get kids uh, better. Uh, we have new players, and um, uh, we just – we're like everybody else. You just hold your breath, hoping that um, you're not hit at the worst time, which would be the playoff. You are, uh, Kim. Y'all are on a nice run, though. And, uh, boy, seven uh, seven wins in a row. You got the thing. And I, I do feel like your team is rounding in a form. There's a lot of interesting parts of your team. That's a fascinating point you made, though, that, that there's not – you can't point to that, oh, look at South Carolina, look at – Look at UConn. Look at Baylor. I mean, you know, everybody is 
I guess the word would be vulnerable this season. And I guess for a for a somewhat, like you say, young team with some veterans, Kim, that has to be a good thing, though. I mean, to to know that if you could keep everybody healthy and get in this tournament, um, there's there's no reason you can't make one of these deep runs. It's not it's not like one of those years where everybody's saying, "Okay, Kim, if you're not in the Final Four, it's this enormous letdown kind of thing." Well, Matt, I'm not sure that we haven't created a monster here at Baylor in women's <laughs> basketball. You lose one game and the sky is falling, according to fans. Um, but that's okay. I, I enjoy creating that monster. I enjoy expectations. Um, we have a very good basketball team. The difference between this team and the team the last four years is we don't have the experience. We have role players whose roles have changed. We have freshmen that needed us in the summer to work them out and to get them used to college uh, basketball. We didn't have any of that. So it's kind of like, you know, they're having to learn things on the the go and, and, and in the moment. And um, uh, we're, we're going to fight. We're going to compete. And, um, you know, the things we can control, we're going to control. But um, it's been a very interesting year. It's it's not one that I don't think any of us uh, will ever forget, not just in coaching but across the country with our jobs and our everyday lives. And my question is, when will it ever end? <laughs> exactly. And, and it's like you've gotten this small reprieve since you've had it and, and you feel like, okay, I can't, uh, I can't at least get it for this 90 days or, or whatever it is. I, I have to ask you, you've, you've overcome a lot of obstacles, uh, getting COVID and coming back from that. Kim, where does that rank? I mean, are you, do you ever still feel some, uh, lingering impact from that or have you been relatively come away relatively unscathed from, uh, having to endure the COVID? Oh no, I, I was, I had a mild case. Uh, I wouldn't have mm-hmm. even known I had COVID if Baylor did not test us three times a, a week. Um, yeah. I had I lost my sense of uh, taste and smell about four days after they said I tested positive, and that's it. And it's coming back slowly. It's not all the way back, but I never had any symptoms. I wasn't what you'd call asymptomatic. Uh, when I think back on it, I thought, well, you know, maybe I did blow my nose one day. Oh, well, maybe I did have a slight <laughs> headache, but those are everyday occurrences. Yeah. Uh, the thing that really made me realize that, yes, I do have COVID was when I was eating one day and I thought, you know, I'm not really tasting this. And so um, that was it. Uh, was very blessed. COVID is real. People are dying of COVID. Uh, I understand that, but um, I can tell you, from my uh, experience with it, a kidney stone is much more painful. Uh, Bell's palsy was much more visible. Things like that that I've had, you know, health-wise affect me. Yeah, and uh, we're all glad that you're feeling fine and know a lot of people are, are going through this in our country. Talk to Kim Mulkey, Baylor's uh, uh, legendary uh, coach. Let me ask you about a player, Moon Urson. She fascinates me. Uh, when a five-five, five-six uh, guard ends up somehow after games, I look at the stat sheet and I'm like, "Wait a second how how'd she go in there and get 13, 14 rebounds? Those sorts of things uh, really stand out to you. Does she, Kim, remind you of yourself a little bit? I mean, you weren't the tallest uh, elite college basketball player ever. Uh, you were known to go in there and get a few rebounds. Does uh, does Moon ever uh, remind you a little bit of yourself? No, not at all. Actually, Moon uh, can leap out of the gym. I could never jump that high. <laughs> Moon has a beautiful jump shot. You don't see, actually, either men or women shoot jump shots anymore. It's either layups three or threes, and she just has a beautiful jump shot. She is um, going to go down in the history of our program as being one of the all-time favorites just because she has a, a smile that's, that just – touches your heart she plays hard she's quick she waited her turn behind some great players and to see her have the kind of year she's having it's it's both rewarding for me as a coach and for her as a player and uh she's just she's a physical specimen god blessed her with an unbelievable body um but yes she can rebound with the bigs and the best of them 
Yeah, and uh, she's she. I mean, that is it is kind of remarkable, just as far as, far as her athleticism and, and some of the things she could do. I thought that was funny last night. Somebody asked if about uh, Nalissa. Okay, Nalissa, what would you have to be up? And she was sitting by you. I didn't see you react much. What would the scenario need to be before you try to dunk in a game? And for whatever reason, going back to Cheryl and and your you know when you were playing, we've been obsessed with the idea of a of of women dunking. Now it's happened more and more over the years, uh, Kim. But I think people are still obsessed with it. Do you does does Alyssa uh, dunk in practice? And is that uh, is that something you would like to see, or is that something that you don't even really think about? Well, I understand that people can be obsessed with it on the women's side and want to see it because we don't have many females that do it or or have done it in the past but i guess once you've seen it it's not a big deal you know Brittany griner could dunk at ease left hand right hand forward yeah. backward um and she wasn't the first player to ever dunk it so it's not that big a deal but yes melissa and queen Eggbo, you know when we have fun times in practice they both have gotten up and dunked it um you know, it would take the perfect setting for probably Nalissa. I think Queen dunks it effortlessly, but uh, Nalissa works at it, and, and she really, really can do it. But, um, you know, I, I laughed when she answered that last night under my breath because I thought, <laughs> um, you know, she's right. If it's a close game and she has a breakaway and she tries to dunk and miss it, I don't know that she wants to see my glare at her. But if it was a big margin of, you know, victory or we were going to win the game and she missed it, I might love on her a little more. Yeah. Uh, I saw a kid the other night in a boys' game, high school game, uh, Kim, try to dunk probably 15 times in the game. One, all alone, tried a windmill dunk and missed it. And I thought, I can't believe this coach is leaving him out there. But anyway, this kid's like a top 20 kid in the country, so I guess they're just – going to roll with it. Talking to Kim Mulkey, uh, Baylor's women's basketball coach, talking about Nalissa a little bit. What did uh, – that, that was kind of cool. I know you all don't get over – you know, you try not to play up awards too much, but she just got a name, name the Naismith midseason, and that really puts her in the running for best players in America. Uh, Kim, she was – she really was good in that national title game. In fact, she was one of the reasons y'all won that game when Lauren got hurt. She she kind of helped keep everything together. Uh, but but where you've seen her grow as a player, where have you seen her grow the most? And and do you kind of think of her now as that one of those top maybe three or four players in the country? Nalissa Smith is is one of the top players in the country. Nalissa Smith just gets better and better. She was able to come in here and kind of be a hidden commodity for us because you had Cox and you had Kalani Brown, and she could just go in there and, and win basketball games and dominate because attention was focused on the other two, and now they're gone. So, you know, I've talked to Nalissa at great length about your your focus people are going to be focused on you more it's not going to be as easy as it was and i think you know starting the season um with all the disruptions and and with the 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 people focusing on her i think she she maybe felt that a little bit and and tried to do too much and i i see now a, a player maturing and developing and um just just playing it's like a double double an automatic double double for her every night and um she's just she's a a kid that i've enjoyed watch grow up this year um because she understands a lot of the focus is on her now yeah it's been it has been uh fun to watch the other kid i, I become uh I, I love watching kids when they're starting to figure it out and while this was a great high school player, you know, Sarah Andrews is a player recently. I was watching her last night. You can just tell it's starting to – I mean, she's just getting more and more comfortable out there. I, I, I'm i trying to think who she reminds me of. Maybe Odyssey. I'm just trying to think, you know, from a, from just the way she's built or put together a little bit. But, uh, I mean, Kim, when you see someone – now, Dijonet's got a little more experience. But when you see some of these players that can knock it down from deep, um, I would say – 
how how much does that make it easier for those post players when you can have that threat? Moon can knock it down a little bit too, but I I would say Dejanay and Sarah are both players who can really become uh, dead eyes for you out there. Well, Sarah, let's start with her. She yeah. and Hannah Gusters and and all freshmen, all new players. It's frustrating to go from high school where you're playing every minute and and come to a program. Uh, like ours, and and you have to fight and claw for every minute you get, and you lose your confidence, and then, and then you you, you get frustrated. And they're no different than any other kid that's ever you know come through our program. But they they have to learn to fight through it. The difference with Sarah and Hannah and those freshmen, they didn't have the luxury that the other freshmen did, in that we could have worked with them in the summer. We couldn't because of COVID, and so that's that's. That's where they missed out on a lot of development and a lot of work. The talent is there, um, and you just have to every day and every practice uh, just just repeat the little things and the work ethic and how hard it is every day and how hard you have to play every day. And don't don't sit there and focus on the things you do bad. This game is too fast. Dejanay is is you know on the court after having dealt with COVID and things like that. She now, you can see the player that we expected her to be. She's got the experience to to uh, defend. Actually, she could defend the four if we needed her to. And in the Iowa State game, she defended Jones a lot down at the block. She has great range on her shot. And when you can have a Dijanae and a Moon, both very experienced players, step up and make perimeter shots, it takes the pressure and it takes the defense away from crowding it in there around our post players. Yeah, that that it's been fun to watch. Boy, Dijanae's coming on strong, and to be able to bring those uh, those young ladies off the bench is so big. All right, well, you got to finish strong. Uh, this KEL game, that's a big one. ESPN2 uh, on Saturday against the Longhorns. Um, and uh, that that that'll it's be fun, Sunday. Kim. And, and it's Sunday at four. Sunday at four o'clock. Sunday. Oh, sorry, I said Saturday. Sunday at four. ESPN two. That Cal. And and that Kim. That's pretty. Uh, that's a pretty uh, uh, important game on a lot of levels. Not just because it's Baylor, Texas. People love seeing that matchup. Uh, whether or not we dominate them or not. Uh, but but the the cancer fund. And what that game represents, Kim? Can you speak to that a little bit? Uh, Kay Yao, her, her, uh, just amazing legacy, and then uh, you know that th- those games uh, mean a lot to folks in the pink and every and everything else. Well, Kay Yao was my assistant Olympic coach in 1984, and um, it wasn't long. Um, I can't remember exactly when Coach Al died, but I know she was very ill and not doing well when I had to play her. I took my Baylor team to the playoffs, and we had to play her in Raleigh, North Carolina. And then not long after that, she passed away. And then, of course, you know Pat Summit was the head coach, and she's passed away. And then we just lost another, our other assistant coach, Nancy Darsh, and three wonderful women, outstanding coaches, successful coaches, it's hard to believe that they're all three gone. One dies of cancer, one dies of Alzheimer's, and one dies of Parkinson's. And so when I think of Kay Yao and what this game means, I can't help but think of those coaches um, that I had around her that are no longer here. Cancer affects all of us. It doesn't matter where it starts. It doesn't matter what kind of cancer it is. It's just people just, you know, don't ever want to hear the, the cancer word. And uh, she was a fighter. She was a Christian woman. Uh, she left her mark on women's basketball. And um, I'm just grateful that uh, we can, can bring attention not only to Coach Yao, but to, to cancer. All right. That's Sunday, uh, ESPN to 4 o'clock. And that's going to be a, that's a game that uh, Baylor people have circled. By the way, Kim, uh, all those games being in the San Antonio slash Austin area, I think it's even into San Marcos, perhaps. Uh, hopefully, uh, that would be kind of nice, wouldn't it, to get some uh, Bears fans in there? I don't know how they're how many they're going to allow. I know you all have had some fans at your home games, uh, but uh, wouldn't that – I mean, that would be a pretty nice advantage if the Lady Bears fans could make the, the short trip down 35 
to support you guys uh, during this tournament run? Well, it would be. The last time it was in San Antonio, we had Brittany Griner her freshman year. We went 9-7 and seven in the league and made a run during the playoffs, made it to the Final Four in San Antonio and lost to UConn in the semifinal game. Uh, so uh, we have fond memories. And, of course, when you recruit the state of Texas, you have an Alyssa Smith on your team that's from there. It would mean a great deal to to get back there. The difference will be the bubble. How is that going to work? Are we going to be stuck there the minute we get there? We can't leave. I've got a pregnant coach on staff who will need to see a doctor weekly at that point. I've got my daughter and my grandson. Is he going to be able to come over there? There's just so many questions um, that that I worry about within the bubble. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the question pertaining to the fans, how many fans will each player get to invite, you know, with their family and friends? And will we get to say hello to them at some point? It, it's going to be different. We don't have the answers yet. I'm sure the closer we get to the playoffs that, that we'll have more of those answers. But being in San Antonio and uh, those guys being able to figure out how to keep it in San Antonio and making it work, kudos to, to the committee in San Antonio that's that's trying to promote women's basketball and, and make sure it it goes off just as the men's will in uh, Indianapolis. Well, we're excited for it, and I know there have been some questions. I mean, what are we doing here? Are we doing the, are we making the right decisions? Nobody seems to know for sure. But, Kim, you got a fun team, and as long as everybody's able to, to, to stay safe, I think uh, a, lot of, a lot of us are excited to see how far this thing could go. Thank you for uh, continuing to do everything you're doing and uh, to be such a great representative for Baylor and, and this great university. Uh, we appreciate it, Kim. Matt, you're welcome. Stay safe and healthy, buddy. I'll do it. I'll do it. There she goes. Kim Mulkey, the, the legendary Baylor coach and the Hall of Famer, uh, joining us on the uh, Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. Always fun to catch up with Kim. And, um, uh, Stephen, is our show over now? <laughs> Do we need to go? <laughs> we go straight to. We're getting close. We're about halfway there. John? <laughs> Show's over. That's it. No, that's fun. Um, Stephen, I was a little worried. I thought for a second, did she say she was trapped in the car? I did. I was like, don't do this while you're driving in this. Yeah, ice. it kind of sounded but, like that. I just didn't try to ask any questions. I know, I know, but I kind of felt like Kim, you know, knowing Kim, she was focused on the interview, so somebody was driving her, you know, maybe her daughter, uh, Mackenzie, somebody like that. I think somebody was probably so she could focus because, Stephen, you know Kim needed to be focused <laughs> to deal with my questions. Dang it. I made almost made it through without a mistake. How about that? And I was like sad. I mean, I was so excited about this weekend's game, and I said the wrong. She I jumped on it too. Game. She, she I know. I can tell she was trying to get in and, by. and smack me around a little bit. I get it. I get it. Sunday. Sunday. I knew that. I knew that. What is Valentine's Day, Stephen? Sunday. Um, yeah, Valentine's Day. Okay. Yeah, you're young enough in your marriage where you should know that. <laughs> I don't think you're even to year two yet. Twenty, almost twenty-two years in, you get a little hazy on these things, but you shouldn't. You really should stay on top of these things at all times. All right, Stephen, um, it is that is our visit with Kim Mulkey. Now, Kim, Stephen, do you want to uh, do you want to go to thirty-five here, and then we'll just we'll just have one more segment left? Is that cool? Or do you yeah, want to? Do, do you need to? Okay, um, I want to do that. Um, let's see, Stephen, um, you were listening to all that. Um, I would say that the D.D. Richards news is good. They have talked to D.D. after that scary fall last night, uh, especially after she had had temporary paralysis, after that collision in practice uh, this season, uh, you know, earlier in the preseason. And um, it sounds like everything's good. Had a good night of rest. Woke up feeling okay. Stephen, you like that even on a snow day? I mean, I don't know what – I can't remember if the Baylor campus – I haven't really heard. Stephen, are they still going to class today? Have you seen? Or the Baylor – I have not Baylor seen Baylor making would, the kids go to class? I would doubt it. But, you okay. know, the tricky thing about this, too, is I saw TCU, they canceled, but they made everybody go virtual, <laughs> so you had to hop on the Zoom. You just got to stay in your dorm. <laughs> Baylor kids. Sorry, you got to be on Zoom. My daughter's class, Stephen, it was like the kids that have been on virtual – I think they had to jump on a new virtual this morning. Oh, and Baylor, the kids yeah. kids that were in school, they were like, yeah, y'all are off. 
So you kind of got rewarded for, That's for nice. fighting through the virus and being at school. The poor kids who said they were being very cautious. Let's stay home. Let's go. Let's go home. They're like, kids, sorry, you're still in school today. Baylor's shutting down at uh, 2 o'clock, and they will be closed tomorrow as well. So long weekend for the Baylor folks. Guys, we're going to let everybody off tomorrow. Wow. That is interesting. Okay, D.D. Richards, so the news there is, boy, Baylor's, she could do it all. I mean, plays the point, runs the team, kind of a, I'd call her almost like point forward, but she's she's a great ball handler. She's, I mean, she can play the point, do whatever she wants to do, uh, really distributes the ball, ends up usually averaging, I would say, in the neighborhood of seven to eight assists a ball game. And she had that bad fall, was back on the bench, which was a good sign, was, uh, was in front of Kim on the charters. Kim kept a close eye on her last night. Steven, Didi's. I mean, Kim would do this for any of her kids, but do you or any of her players? Do you feel like she's keeping because of Didi? What Didi's been through? I mean, Kim's keeping a very, very close eye on this situation. So, um, I would not, Stephen, want to be the player that w- that was sitting in front of Kim on the charter. You know, like I feel like she was watching me like a hawk. You know, who, what's Mosley up to up there? But boy, that's good news. Everything was fine on the trip home last night. They didn't have to go to that airport, Stephen, your parents loved so much. They didn't have to go to Colleen. They were able to get straight into the Waco airport. And then this morning, in texting with uh, Didi, she had a good night. And so, um, Stephen, we'll need to get that news out. That's what we would call sort of breaking news in some respects. And then with these kind of things, you just got to keep watching. Because you you never know. I mean, we don't we we hope she totally is fine, but you got to watch for the headaches and all this. Stephen, this is my years of medical training. All right, coming through. Question last year in volleyball. You wait, were, basketball. I mean, you were basketball. mistaken for the Cowboys team doctor one time. So <sighs> that's true. That's true. That did happen. Someone opened up to me about a bunch of kind of behind the scenes information, and it later was revealed that they thought I was one of the team doctors. <laughs> Steven, I was a I was 31 years old at the time. I was a young doctor, man. Uh, and it turns out I was actually a reporter. Okay, Steven, we we have some big things to discuss. The Baylor the Baylor schedule is out. Okay, the Baylor football schedule is out. And I like this rollout. Have you had time to watch this, Steven, where they kind of rolled it out with the with with all the different you had to kind of find the games and all these cool scenes around the Baylor campus and around McLean Stadium. Have you seen this? I have not. I'll watch it during the break. Okay. Okay. I'm going to show it to you. And uh, I like it. Cal- One of my old associates says, the, the Kalashal says, hashtag the all gas, no breaks boys coming to town October 30th by boat. Talking about Sark. Sarkeesian. We will see Sark. Sarkeesian or Sarkeesian? I'm asking you. Um... That's going to be fun, Texas. And now, Stephen, I got to get make sure I got this right. Is this is this? Are they going to San Marcos for this first game? Let me take another peek at this. This little this little handy schedule. Okay, there it is. At wow, I forgot about this, Stephen. September fourth, the Bears have to go to Texas State. We're going to go up thirty five to San Marcos to play the Texas State kiddos. Wait, when did we agree to this? I don't know. Did somebody like lose a bet or something? That's really odd. <laughs> <laughs> Have they played us recently, like at our place? Why are uh, we going I down the road? I don't remember San Baylor Marcos. playing Texas State in a long time. Got to look at this. I'm going to look at it again. Love how they did this schedule announcement. It that's what it says. September 4th, we're at Texas State. Golly, I'm trying to get Mac on. Mac may on tomorrow. Oh, Stephen, I got a really cool thing happen. Coach Jacus. You know Coach Jacus, the uh, coach who came from Gonzaga to the Baylor uh, coaching staff, Baylor men's basketball coaching mm-hmm. staff, really, really fine basketball coach. He's on with us tomorrow. Oh, nice. Even during the pandemic, Coach Jacus is going to take a little time with us. So, anyway, and you know what, you know what Jerome's up to. Coach Tang is trapped at home. Just working on new recipes. <laughs> if he doesn't no get much telling. action in this next head coaching cycle, he's just going to go on MasterChef. <laughs> he's really one of the top. I I had some of the, I had one of his apple pies. Oh my gosh, 
It's unbelievable. Okay, Stephen, I can't wait for you to see this schedule rollout. All right, it is the uh, Mosley and Simcox extravaganza. We do it every day from 1 to 2. Yes, you're hearing that right. It's a one-hour radio program, kind of like the old Invisible Man. If you grew up on, like, old radio programs, kind of like what we do. It's a real quick in-and-out type thing. Next, we talk about the Baylor football schedule being announced. There's a reason customers drive from all over Texas to buy a Ram pickup truck from Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. A winter weather advisory in effect for today. A 70% chance of freezing rain through early afternoon. Please use caution on those roads, bridges, and overpasses. But as temperatures warm slightly this afternoon, that will change over to rain and even some thunderstorms possible south and east of Waco. 34 degrees the high temperature. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a 20% chance of a shower early. We drop to 30 and mostly cloudy. Continue cold tomorrow and a high of 35. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Lady Bear Basketball, all season long with Bruce Eatson and Maggie Davis-Stanette on ESPN Central Texas. The seventh-ranked Lady Bears back home in the Farrell Center Sunday hosting Texas. 3.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 4 p.m. tip-off Sunday. Join Maggie Davis-Stanette and the voice of the Lady Bears, Bruce Eatson, for Baylor women's basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, have you thought about buying your first home and weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? Well, it's Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years, and they are ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score, and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense, plus to make sure you know what to look for in selecting that perfect home for you and your family, call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco is currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so that you can access our programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. Feel like you're missing out on the fiesta? You don't have to. La Fiesta Restaurant is open with dine-in seating, drive through and delivery. Now, you can get the famous purple margarita to go or delivered with any food purchase. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier with family pack of fajitas, enchiladas, and tacos. Order online or call ahead and get any of your La Fiesta favorites at LaFiesta.com. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Stop by downtown in Waco at Way Cool Tacos and Union Food Hall. Way Cool Tacos, located corner of Franklin and 8th Street. In honor of our great American presidents, Cameron Autoplex is celebrating the complete Ram brand lineup. Every new Ram 1500, 2500, and 3500 has been discounted during the President's Day event at Cameron Autoplex in Cameron, Texas. Celebrate with 9000 off a new 2021 Ram 1500 Lone Star 4x4 and keep the celebration going with 7500 off a new Ram 2500 Turbo Diesel. Nobody does Ram better than Cameron Autoplex, so make that short drive and see why it's always cheaper in Cameron. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. 
Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. Skilled trade workers are the backbone of every community and also the Army National Guard. Soldiers trained to keep the power flowing, engines running, and in every other trade needed to accomplish the mission. These soldiers are on the fast track to learning skills that can set them up for success at home with companies looking to hire the best. Their resumes are being built through their paid training and part-time service. Find out how you too can learn a trade profession by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice our love. You never take advice. I just first day afternoon, snow day, freezing rain moving in. Everybody, be careful out there. Stay at home if you can. Kind of like the pandemic. You got to get out. Be very careful. Be mindful. Stephen, did the management check in with you this morning to just make sure you felt safe coming in? Is everything? I, I assume you got a call from ownership there at the station, just making sure you felt okay about things. Or did, I think it's coming. It hasn't happened yet, but I think it might come later today. <laughs> Steven, I'm talking to people. We're going to put you up in a nice hotel this evening. Keep you close. Keep you very close. I know uh, I know. Uh, Kristen will be excited to kind of have the kids to herself tonight. We're going to keep you close to the station. And there's some good, there's a, there's a really nice hotel right across the freeway from where you are. We're going to have to get you back out on that black ice this evening. When you leave, it's, it's uh, 6 o'clock. And so, Stephen, I've already talked to everybody. We'll get you a nice, nice room uh, Stephen, have you seen, in fact, I got you a place, uh, in fact, I, I just went ahead and did it myself. It's over there on Franklin, and it's, uh, Stephen, it's $19 a night. Good little hotel over there. I found Ooh, a that hotel. sounds good. I hope it's got yeah, Wi-Fi night, situation. Yeah, no, I, I think with tax, it's going to be 25 bucks a night. Uh, so I just right now, I just got you one night. Color TV, okay, they do have color TV, <laughs> and, and I understand they have cable. They have just added cables, so you're going to be okay. You're going to be able to watch some stuff. You'll have a good time over there, and we're just uh, your health and safety is number one in my mind. Okay, I'm, um, I'm excited to explore this place. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I wish I could remember the name of that place over there, kind of near Austin Avenue Methodist Church, right down the street from it. And it's a place, Stephen, I would go by and think, what's going on over there? What are those folks doing? What are they? Are those folks standing outside that hotel, that motel room? What are they up to? Stephen, uh, I think you're going to like it, and uh, we'll get you over there and get you all taken care of. All right, fun times talking to Lady Bears coach Kim Mulkey, and uh, the news is that Dee Dee Richards woke up today uh, feeling okay. Uh, apparently, as Kim put it, Stephen, she went to the locker room and passed concussion protocol came back to the bench, obviously didn't put her back in the game, with with any kind of um, uh, injury or collision to the head, especially given what Didi's been through. They, they wanted to make sure everything was okay. Watched her last night on the charter flight home. Uh, Kim sat right behind her and then had a good night's rest last night and feel like she's okay. And uh, Stephen, as only, as only we could do during the pandemic, even with the ice on the roads, the young ladies will be sent up there at noon for their daily P. What do you call it, Stephen? PRC, PRC test. Is that what that is? That sounds right. Yeah, the rapid I test. To say another one. I think that's like a pipe or something. A PRC. Yeah, that's a rapid response test. All right. So uh, let's get the kids up there. Let's not worry about ice and snow. Let's get them up there. Test them. Make sure they're okay on these daily tests. And then the Bears. I like this, Stephen. Though thinking about uh, thinking about the uh, the Lady Bears, uh, I, I'm really kind of liking what's going on there. 
uh, with, uh, with, you know, the lack of, I thought that was a good point by Kim, the lack of the true dominant team. Bears have been that dominant team, but Steven, in true Kim fashion, I kind of like how she put that. It's kind of like, if you lose a game at Baylor, it's still the sky is falling. And then I liked her quote. Did you see, I like that one quote, Steven. She said, uh, she's like, uh, I liked creating this monster. That that is that's Kim Mulkey. That's one of my favorite lines right there. I I think isn't that what she said? I'll have to go back and look at. Yeah, that's notes. right. She she enjoyed creating that monster that she. Now I enjoyed creating that monster. Has to live with. <laughs> I like that. That's Kim. All right, Stephen. The 2021 Baylor schedule is out there. All right, get your season tickets. Get all lined up. Get ready to roll. Steven, have you had a chance to look at that video they put out? I did, yeah. Right. Pretty cool. Had the, some some great shots of McLean Stadium, of the campus, and splicing in the matchups in between. Hold on. I'm going to turn up the sound so you can hear like the, the music they put under it. Okay. Just tell me if you can hear this, Steven. Listen to that. Listen to that. You can hear the, you can hear the flow of the Brazos, and then there's some like hardcore percussion and, and there's the crowd. I think that was a crowd when we actually could have some people at McLean. I sh- there's some fireworks you can hear. I really like how they rolled this thing out. Okay, Stephen, I'm not sure that showed up on uh, on our sound. All right, September 4th at – oh, there it is. Oh, good, Stephen, good. Okay, I'm going to do this, the schedule as you're playing that. Texas State, September 4th at – okay, they're in San Marcos for that one. September 11th, Texas Southern comes in to McLean Stadium, 9-18, September 18th at KU, at Kansas. It's a good way to start your conference schedule. Iowa State comes in the 25th. They're good. They're good. October 9th, West Virginia. Oh, man. They make the – oh, 11-6, TCU. November 6th, TCU. uh, November 13th, OU comes in. Man, these are good. Okay, Stephen, the problem is I can't. The, the way they did this, it's too quick for me. I can't see it. Are you actually looking at a good schedule that we can go through this? Yeah, I, I can find one. Uh, All right. So they open the season at Texas State, as you said. That's September 4th. Then we have September 11th at home against Texas Southern. They open conference play September 18th at Kansas. All right. September 25th, Iowa State at home. October 2nd at Oklahoma State in Stillwater. And then three home games in a row, West Virginia on October 9th. And then here's a fun midseason matchup, Matt. BYU on October 16th. Then you get a bye the, week. Go ahead. I think that's the one they put on a boat that comes by. I couldn't <laughs> see that one. They, they put it like on a side of a like a somebody cellgating it. These are oh look at that tech game. They put the tech game up on a wall <laughs> by by uh uh by Aranda coming out. Wow. Okay. Uh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh okay, good. All keep, right, so yeah, going, B- BYU October sixteenth, then a bye week, then October thirtieth, Texas at home, then on the road against TCU on November sixth, Oklahoma at home on November thirteenth. At Kansas State on November 20th and close out the season on November 27th at home against Texas Tech. Okay, I like all of that. I like all of that. Come back and finally get Texas Tech in a home game after all those years. Went out to Tech last year. Stephen, they had that home game versus Tech for the first time in many, many years when Baylor had to come back and beat them in overtime. There was that controversial call. That was rules final season. That was the first time that game was back on campus in years upon years. And then last year, they go out there to, what do they call that now? It used to be Jones Stadium. It used to be Jones. Uh, and, it, and then at some point, I think somehow uh, AT&T has gotten involved a lot because uh, Ed Whitaker – my old cousin has uh, given a lot of money to Texas Tech. But anyway, Texas Tech will be coming back in. Stephen, they used to bring, I don't think they do this anymore, they used to bring the horse, and they called it something like Midnight Rider or Midnight or uh, I just can't remember what they called that horse. Midnight Smoke 
or The Black Stallion. No, I think that's a book. I think that was a movie. Return of the Black Stallion. Whatever the tech horse, somebody will text us on the CNC Collision line. 254-662-1660. If Ward's listening, he would know that. Black Beauty. No, that's a book, too. The Mask Rider is what Google says. No, but that's the ma- that's the person riding the horse. I don't think they call the I don't think they call the horse the mask rider. That's the they they put a person in like a cape, Stephen, on the horse that rides out. And they had some issues with that years ago because one of the horses sadly s- kind of skidded on some of the concrete there and went into a wall. Can't remember what year that was. We lost a horse. But uh, I'm sorry, that kind of a sad note there, Stephen. But I, it, it's something else. It's like smoke or some midnight or something like that. Champion anyway, Stephen, is what Ward White's told us. Ward White, okay, he's had to do this before. I'm sorry, Ward, I'll try to remember next time. Champion is the Texas Tech horse. It used to, Stephen, you know who uh, advertises with us, NeighborWorks Waco? So that's Roy Nash as the CEO. We would go over to Roy and Jane Nash's house, and then like two houses down, was the was the horse. You would see the trailer and you could go over there and like look in there and the horse. It was like somebody from tech must have known some people from Waco and they would stop by in this little neighborhood over there by the uh, off Franklin over on near Austin Avenue, kind of near that castle and there would there it would be. There would be the horse just hanging out. I'd be out there visiting with a horse as a kid. But uh, I was always fascinated with that horse. Champion. All right, good, good. Glad we got that nailed down. Stephen, this is a uh, schedule. Tell me what you think, and we'll do more of this tomorrow. What is the hardest part of the schedule, and what is the e- what would be the kind of where you make hay? You said there were three straight home games. Give me those three straight home games again. It's good to get Iowa State at home uh-huh. on September 25th. Give me, and, and West Virginia comes in on October 9th. But give me the oh in Texas, that October is that what we're talking about? Yeah, the three that, straight home games: West Virginia, BYU, and Texas. And there's a bye week between BYU and Texas. Wow, man, isn't that isn't that interesting to get the O line coach and the offensive coordinator uh, from B? I mean, this is just happenstance. How this happened? It's just a pure coincidence. It's not like they said, "Oh, let's play BYU since we got the new Baylor." We, you know, we got. Uh, we got these new guys from. Uh, we got Coach Mateos. We got Coach Grimes. Let's play. Let's play BYU. No, these things are on the schedule for a lot of years. Stephen, what we learned though from the pandemic, you can put a game together pretty quickly. You don't always have to put these things together ten years in advance. I know it's easier. It's easier to plan and it's easier to get contracts done years in advance. But when you re- when push comes to shove, if you need to get a game, you can get a game. Now I hate that we missed Ole Miss. I really like that thought of Ole Miss, although I wanted that game on campus. And, and uh, now, Stephen, we're all going to make that trip down to San Marcos. We have to ask Mac about that. How do we end up in San Marcos to start a season? Yeah, I'm fine who, with it, whose though. Whose favor is that? That's interesting. But, hey, just go in there. Take on Jake Spavital's like squad. Anytime there's something like that, Stephen, what do we do? We blame it on the previous regime. <laughs> well, how did Ian McCall? What could he have been thinking? We'll be doing that for 20 years, blaming everything on that group. Okay, Stephen, it is the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox, uh, and we've really had a fun day today. And uh, J-Mo is standing by. John Morris, really one of the better hours in the country. Uh, John Morris. And, Stephen, that'll be fun. Garrett will get in there. You'll kind of take an hour to prepare for your show that's on Fox Love that Fox show that you do with Q. And then on our station, ESPN Central Texas, we've got uh, J-Mo, we've got Stretch Run, we've got, uh, and then we've got Big Game Time, 4-6, to six, with uh, with Tommy Barfield. All right, it's going to be a big day planned for you. Thanks for being a part of this. Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. We'll see you tomorrow with Coach Jacus at, two tw- at 120. God, couldn't stick the landing night.